right, welcome to another Picayune pregame edition of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. I'm David Burnett, and joining me as always is Ricky Whitaker. We have a we have several topic, great topics today to discuss, including how the playoff pitcher is shaping up for our region as well as Region 35A, and that's the region we will play um, in the playoffs. We also have a great interview tonight with uh, Gauthier's head coach, Mark High. But uh, first and foremost, we will be talking, taking a look at Picayune's regular season finale on Thursday night. They face off against Gauthier Gators, a team that is currently 4-2 and in region play and coming off a 55-42 victory over the Pearl River Central Blue Devils last week. Ricky, tell us what, we, what you will see from the Gauthier team. It looks pretty dangerous on the off- offensive side of the ball. Yeah, Dave, Dangerous is a, a great way to describe this team, especially considering they've averaged 42 points a game in region play this year alone. You know, and if you look at their two losses within the district, one's coming to George County. Um, they only scored 27 points in that game, and East Central held them to what was their, their lowest offensive output this year, and that was only 21 points. Some other things that they have done, uh, Dave, outside of conference play, they did play a couple of big 6A opponents this year in Pascagoula and Moss Point and got wins in both of those games. So they are going to be a, a dangerous team. And let's talk about some of their key players to watch. And, and there's three guys that you need to make sure you have these guys' numbers uh, wrote down somewhere. And if you don't, I'm sure they'll stand out anyway. It all starts up front with a big guy, anchors their offensive line. That's big number 78, Bryson Hurst. Dave, he stands at 6'6", 320, and he's not going to be hard to miss on, on Thursday night. Uh, he's going to be playing in the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game this year. They, they say he runs a 4-9 in the 40. I don't know about that. I do know he's committed to Ole Miss. I've also heard that Lane Kiffin has told him that if he comes to plays for the Rebels, that he will be inserted as a starting offensive lineman for them as soon as he gets there. So that's that's a pretty big deal and possibly part of his decision to go there considering that he had 13 offers and eight of them were from the Southeastern Conference. So this kid's pretty special. He's a big kid. He's rangy. Uh, he'll get those big hands on you. And, and let's talk about the guy he's going to be protecting on Thursday night. Number 12, Caden Irving, 6'2", 215. Dave, I'm sure Picayune fans remember this guy last year in what was a, a close game that was can only be described as a shootout uh, at um, Lee Triplett Stadium last year. He goes 6'2", 215, uh, and his, his passing yards actually are number four in the state. He's got over 3,200 yards on the year. 35 touchdowns, Dave, only six interceptions. That's pretty good. He's averaging about 350 yards a game. Without a doubt, Dave, he is the most complete quarterback that Picayune has seen all year. Um, is he as good of an athlete as maybe what we saw at George County? I, I, I don't know, but what all he what he can do as a whole is going to be very, very important um, for them and, and something that we'll have to pay attention to. He's accurate. He likes to sit in the pocket and throw, but Dave, he's also athletic enough to slip outside of the pocket and take off. He will do that. Now we're going to look at some of the guys he throws to. A couple of guys here, Dave. The junior, number 10, Aaron Phillips. The senior, number 6, Aiden Morgan. That's his top receivers. Both of these guys, Dave, are 1,000-yard receivers on the year already. Uh, Phillips is the largest at 6 foot. Uh, the other guy's 5'9". He's a little more uh, quicker. Um, this will be another test, a great test for our young secondary, who so far in the season, they've stepped up and answered the bell. Yeah, it's going to be a great test for the uh – for our secondary, Gauthier's offense is going to run more of a spread attack. They're going to run one back in the backfield alongside the uh, quarterback, Caden Irving. They So a lot of five receiver sets also without having a uh, running back. And Caden Irving and the running back is going to be number 11, Marcus Cunningham. They have averaged a combined of uh, 10, 10 rushes per game. 
Irvin is their leading rusher with over 400 yards this year, and I watched a little film on that, and he does like to take off a little bit more. He runs more than you would think uh, being a big guy. Um, they run uh, true route schemes, some some quick, some high-low stuff, crossing routes. They love to go for the home run ball. Um, Picking's really going to just have to be locked in and not bite on any double moves because he does actually have a probably one of the best. I listened a little bit of what they talked about on the – PRC podcast last week and they said his uh accuracy on the deep ball was uncanny like just really really accurate so they will they will go for that home run threat and gate Gauthier's defense um who's going to have this I mean they're going to have the task of stopping Picayune's rushing attack this week um Dowdell and Chris Davis and Naki and um uh Darnell uh Smith so going to be a tough job on on their part they have uh, given up a lot of yards and points this year. The, uh, the defense given up nearly 30 points a game to oppo- region opponents. They gave up 42 last week to Pearl River Central, and they will likely come out with a six-man front, and this defense will be led by their senior safety, Xavion Hanford. He stands 6'2", 205, and he leads the team in tackles. Ricky, why don't you give us some keys to what you're seeing on uh, to the game? Yeah, this is going to be – I mean, when you think about polar opposites taking on one another – I uh, just think about this. It's, we got a quarterback who's thrown for over 3,000 yards, and, and, and we've rushed for over 3,000 yards this year. So we both know who we are as teams, and, and there's no sense in trying to hide it. They're going to come out, and they're going to throw it all over the field. Um, and we're going to come out, and we're going to run it all over the field. They know we're going to do that. We need to just come out and be us, be picayune, be physical, run the football. That, that's going to be the first thing. I, and I know that sounds cliche. We say that a lot. Look, we just got to remember who we are and what our identity is, what's gotten us to the point that we are uh, in right now, Dave. And pressure situations. I think that this is going to be the opportunity. You know, we went to George County. They weren't really running true route schemes, Dave. They, they were just it's, – it's a quick snap and it's a get the ball out of your hands really quick, screens, short passes, things like that. Caden Irvin likes to sit in the pocket, and he likes to read. I mean, you, you talked about some of those route schemes, Dave, that they do offensively. That takes a little bit of time to develop. We need to make him up uncomfortable, and it's going to start with our front four. Our front four needs to be really, really good in this game. Um, and, look, as good as our secondaries played this year, we don't need to put too much pressure on them. How do we do that? Well, we ask them to hold their coverage longer than they need to. We need to get the ball out of this guy's hands. Our ends will need to contain. If Caden Irvin does get outside, they flush outside of the pocket. We can't let him get outside the end and, and, and break one. We're going to have everybody in coverage. That'll end up being some big plays. And here it is for us for offense. Long, mistake-free drives will be our friend. They'll be our best friend. What you don't want to do in a game like this against Gaucher, you know you can move the football on Gaucher. Dave. We're not going to have any problems there. What will be a nightmare for us is if we get down a couple of scores. We have a mental error. We lay the football on the ground. We have uh, too many penalties that stall us out. We have to punt. Anything like that. If we, we get behind a couple of scores and we're playing catch up, that gives Gaucher the advantage. We don't want to do that. We need to, we need to be in control of the clock and of the scoring scenarios. Let's put that task of playing catch up on Gaucher. And, Dave, if we can do that, it's going to make Caden Smith – it's going to make Caden uh, Irving very uncomfortable, and, and it's going to give us some opportunities to get some sacks – have some pressures, um, possibly bat some balls down, maybe even get some interceptions. He hadn't thrown many, but we're going to have to make him very, very uncomfortable um, to get this win. Is this a winnable game? Absolutely. We just got to come out, do what we do. Let's close this thing out. Same thing that we say every week. I don't think we have to get too far in the playbook again, Dave. Uh, you know, let's come out, let's run, run a few plays, 
move the football, come out of there healthy and get ready for the playoffs. And you're going to talk about playoffs, Dave, and, and the scenarios that we have. So you tell us a little bit just really about how, how our region is going to shake up, who you think the top four teams are. Is there anyone on the outside looking in? And also, let's look at that 358. This is going to be a wild one on that side. Yeah, on our side, it's pretty set. It's set one two. You got Picayune at one, and uh, George County at two. George County got the two seed locked up last week against East Central. So now you have three teams vying for the last two spots. Gaucher, um, you have Gaucher, East Central, and Van Cleve. What's interesting, Ricky, is uh, East Central Van Cleve play each other this week. So um, Van Cleve, I thought they would be out of it by now, and actually, we thought last week when. Um, PRC lost that there was no chance for um, Van Cleve, but that's not true. Van Cleve has a, a actually, I think, a legitimate shot at making it if they can pull out the upset over East Central, and I will call it upset over East Central because I, I do believe East Central is the best, well round, better, well-rounded team over, out of the two. But um, we've seen Dayon Bilbo get loose, and uh, East Central may have fits with him, but. Uh, so you got Picayune at one, George County at two. Um, Van Cleve's the best they can do is uh, th- a four. So Van Cleve can slip into four. They got a win this week. Could term could come down to some points. Um, really hard to explain if you're not really familiar, but could the key number that they're worried about is Van Cleve needs to win by nine for their shot. So that would take care of a lot of things if they can win. And I think it also helps if Picayune wins. Um, if we beat Gaucher, I think that actually helps them out a little bit too forces a three-way tie um but i think they just they have to beat um they have to beat east central by more than nine to really have a shot at making the playoffs and then you want to talk about three five a i've sat here and looked at this and i sent it to you and i'm just it's just hard to even imagine that none of the seedings set like we're set at one and two in uh four five a three five a you have Hattiesburg setting up top right now with the big wild upset that they pulled over uh, West Jones last week. But they're at one right now, Ricky. They could lose and actually fall out of the playoffs. That's crazy. So it's so wild. I, I, the paper's so long on trying to uh, to tell who's who's in or not. Um, you can find some. I found this picture here. Um, I copied it um, from the twitter so there's people putting it out i think brandon shields has it laid out for you and you can kind of read it so if you want to look up brandon shields on twitter he's mississippi gridiron he has it laid out but it's 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 so wild to me that a team right now in the last week of the playoffs is tied for first but actually has the head-to-head over the other team that they're tied with with the west jones but could lose this week and if things play out could miss the playoffs so that just blows my mind so Right now, the five, I'll just tell you the five teams that are in a position to make it on that side. You have West Jones, Hattiesburg, Wayne County, Laurel, and Brookhaven. And what's interesting too, Ricky, is we're all playing Thursday, but the little brown jug game is going to be Saturday night, Hattiesburg at Laurel. And that's going to be with a huge – I mean, it's, it's going to be a playoff game on a Saturday night. Wow. I mean, I can't imagine how many people is going to be there, Ricky. Yeah, that, that's impressive, Dave. And, you know, these scenarios, just listening to you gives me a headache. I'm not good with math at that level in those scenarios. I'm glad that you understand it better than me, and we'll leave it to the experts. But here's what I do know, and this is really simple. We're in the one seed. Uh, we've got ours wrapped up, and we pretty much wrapped it up with a win at Long Beach last week. Um, so we're, we're sitting in the one uh, driver's seat now. We just got to make sure, again, we stay healthy, take care of business Friday night, and uh, everything's in front of us right now. Yeah, we got to uh... – Really looking good going into the playoffs. Again, I mentioned it on the podcast um, as we wrap this up. 
this is the freshest I've ever seen a Picayune team going in the playoffs. Um, I don't want to jinx anything, so I'm not going to say the words that would actually jinx us. I'm just going to use the word fresh. We haven't played a lot of kids on on both sides of the ball this year, and I mean, we 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 just look good as far as like look like we're just starting the season out. They got fresh legs, ready to go. So this is going to be an interesting run for Picayune in the playoffs, and I don't really think it's going to matter who we played at first week of the playoffs. Then we'll be ready, and uh, they got. We do know they got to come to us, so it's going to be a hard task for somebody else, Ricky. And um, first, we got to get through Gaucher Thursday night, and then we'll move on to playoffs. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Dave. And you know, and we're we're actually pretty fresh ourselves, so we're going to join. We're going to be you know fit right in with Picayune and their group. We hadn't been together on the field in two weeks, so we're <laughs> going to be pretty fresh and rested as well. So I'm looking forward to getting back on the field with you this week, making that trip to Gaucher, and um, come out you know for the fans. It's, it's this is our last game, our, our finale. Let's. Uh, get some good support here and um, get a win, get back home. And whoever, whoever we're facing in that wild, wild 3A, 3A division over there, we'll, you know, we'll let that play out, but I'm sure we'll be ready either way. Yep. So we'll see you guys uh, Thursday night. We will have me and Ricky. We'll be back together doing a post game podcast for the talking ball. Y'all um, picking you post game and thank y'all for listening and uh, have a good day. If you're looking for granite quartz, quartzite or marble, Come see Angela Burmaster at Exotic Stones, located at 6985 Highway 11 North in Carrier, Mississippi, or at their brand new showroom, located at 1171 Highway 90 in Bay St. Louis. Angela and her staff will help you select the perfect color scheme and will fabricate and install any residential or commercial project that you have. Angela's low prices and personal touch can't be beat. Also, Mention the Talking Ball podcast and Angela will throw in a free sink with your installation. For the carrier location, call 601-798-4334 or for the Bay St. Louis showroom, call 228-344-3003. Johnson Farms and Meat Market. Where can you find a full service butcher shop that carries only the finest beef? from Mississippi farm-raised corn-fed cattle? Why, that would be Johnson Farms and Meat Market in Picayune. Shop at johnsonfarms.com or stop in at the corner of Highway 11 and North Hall in Picayune. Johnson Farms and Meat Market, where quality beef begins. All right, I'm here with Coach Mark High from Gaucher joining me on a preview episode for the Talking Ball Y'all Picayune edition. Coach, I want to thank you for joining me today here, and uh, give me a few minutes. No problem. Appreciate the invite. All right, Coach, you're sitting at 7-2 and two overall and 4-2 and two in a region play. Um, had a pretty good year. I'm sure um, always would like to have a, a, no blemishes on your record, but here you are, got a chance to go into the playoffs on a high note, taking on Picayune, and they get to come to your place. What have you seen to, on film from Picayune um, – you know, I know they're the same team usually, even though you got a new coach from last year, Coach Stogner. But uh, what's what, what have you seen on film this year that stands out? Uh, that's, uh, they, they still got that paint and ground attack. Coach Stogner's done an unbelievable job. Uh, you know, coaching profession, you always say you don't want to follow the man. But uh, he's fought him and he's done an exceptional job. They do a great job uh, on the offense, their defense, probably one of the fastest defenses we've seen uh, this year. So we know it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a great test for us. Yeah, and, and last year um, we 
the game was at ghost shape, correct? Uh, last year. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's kind of confusing when, when, the, when they reseed everything and, uh, change everything. But last year, um, right there at the end, you really had a shot at winning that game last year. And, uh, I'm sure that kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth knowing they probably could have beat picking last year. Y'all come, come away with a loss of 47 to 43. And what I took away from that game was they actually threw the ball a lot. They threw it seven for 10 with 181 yards. Um, I'm, I don't know that you would expect that this year. Did that kind of surprise you last year to pick you through the ball so much? Well, uh, you know, like I was at the, at the end of the half with the, with the fade, and uh, uh, so young man caught the ball, and there were 35 seconds left during the game. I think they were around the 45, 50-yard line, threw it up, and that's, uh, that's what ended the game was that, uh, that long pass. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about it, kids talked about it, but, you uh, Special game plan, great play, Kyle, and they made it happen. Yeah, um, that's that's one of the – they don't throw it a lot, but they do like to throw the fade every now and then. And uh, last year they had a little speedy guy, uh, Jay Sean Lee, who uh, graduated, but um, he could really, really run it, uh, run real fast. Um, well, well, first let's hit on your offense. You got a, you got a quarterback, junior, uh, Caden Irvin, and if you, you've you had to be sleeping if you haven't heard about him. Um, you guys you guys aren't, aren't going to uh, – bring anything different to picking i mean uh thursday night and picking is probably not going to bring anything different we're going to run the ball it's a uh, polar opposites you got three thousand yards rushing from picking and you got three thousand yards passing from uh um gaucher so coach talk a little bit about your leader on offense caden irvin and some of the guys around him, the receivers and running backs well you know caden's done a, a, an essential job for us you know, we, we put a lot on him and uh a lot of people talk about that, you know, we do, I guess everybody's time is his deal rate, turning much aside. Uh, you know, we put his hands in the line, he's able to distinguish blitzes and coverages and things like that, find an open receiver. Uh, right now, his, his two go-to targets are uh, A.J. Phillips and Aiden Morgan. Both of those uh, are around 60 and 63 receptions and they have just over a thousand yards receiving, so uh, it's kind of neck and neck with him every week. You get to hear him talk about, you know, who's ahead of who. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty close with Eddie right now. Uh, other guys that we have, uh, Marcus Cunningham has done an unbelievable job for us in the backfield. He he's uh, kind of the unsung hero back there. He's still the main help spot. Uh, runs ball when we need him to, and uh, you know he's done he's done a great job for us. Uh, we also have the railway, who is our X receiver. Uh, we kind of have a tandem at our Y. We go with Larson Fole and Kelvin Beaver. So all those guys, Caden, Caden's such a humble young man. You know, he understands he doesn't have success he has without the guys in the perimeter catching the ball and the line in front of the block. And so, you know, he's very humble and he's always very appreciative of those guys. Yeah, and he got anytime you got Bryson Hurst on your line helping uh, protect you, that's a that's a good thing. Along with the other guys there, he's got. Um, we and Ricky were Ricky's the other guy that does the podcast with me on the post game. We were actually talking. What what what's so crazy about your guys on what you what your offense you're running? I mean, you, like you just mentioned, Caden Irvin actually reading the defense. A lot of high school quarterbacks have real, a lot of trouble with that, and you guys run a lot of um, real routes. They're not just getting out there and trying to get open. I mean, you're really, really running running routes, and it makes it really, really difficult for uh, high school defenses to uh, to defend that. Well, you know, I think, you know, 
Nor yet, you know, it's first round rings and that's the reason for starting. Uh, I think we count there's only uh, two teams that are in shotgun. And, uh, you know, Tyler will some other reasons that they don't, everybody they play is in shotgun. So our region's a little unique this year. And, uh, you know, we, we just were able to come up with something. The kids are really bonding to, the kids are loving it, they're excited about it all the time. So, you know, it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's uh, it, your offense is really fun to watch. Um, can't wait to see it Thursday up hand, uh, up close. Um, I'll be there for the game. Talk about the uh, some of you guys on defense. I was just mentioning before we before we came on that we all talk about the offense, and I know um, puts a lot of stress on your defense trying to you know counter out you know counterbalance this offense when you can score in any play. Now, I'm sure your defense has to spend a lot of extra time on the uh, on the field. And so, uh, talk about a lot of your uh, guys there on defense. Well, yeah, we of course we have a new defense coordinator, David Hudson, and uh, came over from East Central, done a, a tremendous job for us. You know, he had to kind of get because we want to we want to have about you know we want a game script of about 180 plays. We want 180 plays to be to go through a game, and uh, you know most high schools in our region are about 120, 127. So we want to get as many plays in as possible, and uh, that was something new for him to for him to get used to. And uh, but like I said, he's done a tremendous job for us uh, up front. Uh, Angel McGee, a uh, sophomore, has done a uh, he's got about bell cow up front. Uh, his says, and uh, uh, we've had we've got three man rotation with Mayus Ronsley, Braylon Coleman, and Jamon Mays at the ends. Jalen Cook, senior for us, has been there uh, for three years. He's really done a good job for us. Uh, probably the guy we hang our hat on the most defensively is Ravion Hatton. Ray's placed three seconds and outside back for us. Done a tremendous job. Uh, corner, uh, Shamari Carroll, uh, he's had about three or four picks this year and has, has done an outstanding job for us. Yeah, I think it, a lot of people look at your defense and look at points, but I, it's pretty hard to ask kids to stay out there. Probably, I mean, when you're scoring the amount of points you're scoring, it's going to your defense is obviously going to be out there longer. So for someone just kind of as a casual fan of the team, it's probably not really, really, really into what how good they're really playing. You know. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you know, so it's kind of a good thing to give them a little uh, shout out because I know they they work hard and you know, I mean, it ain't easy when you're when 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 you're probably not all you're not on the sideline very long whenever uh, Kevin Irvin's reaching out there throwing a bomb one play and you're back out there. So um, it's a good job yeah, for that's them. That's probably a great testament. Things when we played Miles Point, we actually had six turnovers and we scored a couple of times quick. So uh, if they were they were out there for a long night. Expect a really good game this uh, this week against uh, Gauthier and Picayune, and uh, I mean, just looking. I mean, you can't ask for like, like two 
the offenses are going to, you know, going to come at you two different ways. So as a fan, you kind of get to see a power offense go against more of a spread, a college type offense. So to me, it's a really good matchup to watch. And uh, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great game. And um, I know your guys will be ready. And I know Coach Stogner have his guys ready. And um, it'd be a good test for both teams as they, you know, both to try to enter the playoffs this after this week. Yeah, yeah, like I said, you know, it's always been a tough game. I think it was two years ago we went to overtime with them, uh, two or three years ago, overtime at their place. So, uh, yeah, it's always been pretty tight games between Goshen uh, and Picking. So, it's, uh, you know, we, we expect to be another barn burn. Yeah, I think I think so, Coach. And I want to thank you for uh, joining me today. Um, Ricky couldn't be here, like I said, but uh, giving us a few minutes and kind of giving us an idea of who to look for for the Peking fans that are listening. They can kind of have an idea of what players are going to be the ones to watch. And uh, and we want we want to wish you good luck and uh, walk over and we'll introduce ourselves uh, Thursday night. Yes, sir. Sounds great. Appreciate all y'all doing for Oscar Athletics. This, this is great. All right. Thanks, Coach.